I'm Jack, your host, and this is the Right in the Feels podcast. Whether you're a guy trying to figure out your feels in this crazy, crazy world, or you're a woman trying to solve the puzzle of why men think the way they do, well, this show is for you. This is live. Welcome back to the Right in the Feels podcast. I am your host, Jack, and I got a super special guest. He's made time out of his day today. He's my homeboy. He's my Choi boy, David Choi. He's a musician, YouTuber, entrepreneur, now an app creator. How's it going, David? Thank you for joining. Thanks for having me. I know, man. It's been it's been a while since we've talked, actually. I know. I only talked to you through our hairdresser, uh, Vicky. (laughs) And also uh, a game, a game that we play, Clash Royale. Clash Royale, baby. (laughs) Best game in the world. I've been playing it for like, what, half a decade now? (laughs) <laughs> yeah dude it's crazy that's that's how long we've known each other because ever since we started playing that game that's like our timestamp of how long we've known each other yeah we're forever attached by that game but how we met is really through christine and wangfu productions mm-hmm. as you know a lot of these guests that i bring on is kind of through christine and also through wangfu productions just being in the community and even though i wasn't directly involved in the community i've gotten to know you really well through the years and in a way i really look up to you and you've inspired me to create this podcast because when we met i wasn't into creating content or being part of this journey and you really inspired me through the years just with all the stuff that you've done so thank you man thank you for doing that i don't thank know if i've ever told you that in person no i i didn't know that so do i have ownership stake in this in this podcast okay we'll discuss that off mic okay so <laughs> <laughs> no but i'm glad like i i feel like everybody has potential to do stuff like this. It's really about just doing it, right? Overcoming your fears and jumping right into it and creating something that you can just build and, and continue to build and, and turn it into something. That's actually exactly why I thought of you instantly when I wanted you to come on as a guest to talk about that specifically, that everybody has that capability. It's just more the self-belief and the just do it mentality you have to develop. And it it's something that... For everybody, it's a different journey. And that's why mm-hmm. I want to talk about your journey and how you got to where you are and being able to kind of defeat that inner voice of yours that whether it's fear or a voice that really stops you from accessing that creative part. And obviously, you're a musician. So being a musician, you have to continually tap into that mindset. Mm-hmm. And how, how have you been able to do that? Even at a young age, how were you able to always tap into that and start creating music at such a, such a young age? I mean, I don't know where exactly it came from, to be honest. I think it was just growing up. I just had to figure a lot. Like, my parents worked a lot. They had a mm-hmm. business, and I just had to figure things out on my own. And in terms of like communication with my, my parents, they weren't really ones to impart, like, wisdom to me. And, yeah. uh, I mean, they would, they would kind of tell me what to do or what not to do, but mm. never really in-depth conversations about you know, life, philosophy about people and business or anything like that. So I really had to figure a lot of this out on my own. And, you know, I think over time you just learn more and more about the world and how it works and about yourself. And, you know, when you read about these success stories in life, most of the time it's not anyone that that grew up with more privilege. It's not really, you know, these successful people aren't necessarily graduates of Ivy League schools. Really, the underlying 
thing that's that's that ties everybody all these successful people together is really grit and that's what i realized at a young age um everything that you want to accomplish in life pretty much has already been done there's already a blueprint for it in life like if you want to be an mm-hmm. astronaut you could probably google it and figure out how astronauts became astronauts and if you just kind of follow their footsteps you I mean, I don't know about astronauts, but (laughs) (laughs) you picked one of the hardest. I know I I chose one of the hardest professions, but it's been done, right? It's been done by a handful of people Mm. and with technology. Now we can go to space. I mean, that's a whole nother conversation, but yeah, yeah, I I think everything has been done. So it's really about, are you willing to get off your butt and just go do it? Cause that that's the hardest part. It's really getting up in the morning and doing what you want to accomplish. If you, yeah. if you if you can't get yourself to do that, then don't. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of the same thing as going to the gym. If you just put on your shoes, if you can work up your mind to put on your shoes, you'll probably end up doing it. But if you never mm-hmm. get off the couch, then you're not. And that mentality is something that you've honed. And that's a skill, to be honest. That's a muscle mm-hmm. that you have to continue to work. 100%. It's not, it's not something that just people think it's gifted it's it could be like a god-given thing but i i really don't think that i think everyone just has a different strength to that muscle but the more you work it the more you'll develop it and for you personally i know you said there's a blueprint for a lot of professions but the profession that you went to there is a blueprint but your path to gaining success or gaining getting your music out there is actually wasn't necessarily paved and you didn't follow a a necessary blueprint in the music industry. YouTube was one of those things that you really were able to launch your career. And YouTube didn't really exist, you know, when when you started using, I mean, existed, but it wasn't something that was already established and you had a bunch of people doing that. Mm -hmm. And that's something you, honestly, you paved the way for other, especially Asian artists and other musicians that now obviously use that platform to become independent artists. And for you, like, how were you able to pave that path, not having any, you know, anybody you know, show you the ropes? No, that's a, it's a good question. But, you know, if, if I'm if I'm being honest here, like, yeah, people did pave the way. Mm. Um, they may not have been Asian, Asian American or look, mm-hmm. they may not look like me. But, you know, when I first started music, actually, when I was 16 in high school, I remember going on to Yahoo.com and looking up, you know, what... I remember typing specifically Asian artists in America or Asian wow. musicians in America. And there were really only two people that popped up. One was Corinne May and one was Ken Oak. Wow. And I don't know if they ever hit like, I don't think they ever hit mainstream, but those are the two artists that popped up. I knew at that time the internet's massive. Why are there only two people that came up? And so that was that with, mm. in regards to the Asian American, you know, uh, community and, and, you know, that sort of thing. But when it came to becoming a musician or a producer, mm-hmm. that path has already been laid out and that mm-hmm. blueprint already existed. And I was a little bit obsessed with like reading about how these producers became successful. And one of the things that I found was that uh, everybody interned. Like oh. every major producer, songwriter, hit songwriter, hit producer, they all had one thing in common. It was they interned at a recording studio. And so I was like, oh, maybe I should just do that. And then things will start happening after that. Yeah. And it was a huge struggle for me. It was mm. when I got my internship, it was brutal. Um, I didn't get paid a cent. Mm. I was taken advantage of. And I worked my ass off uh, while I was there. And I was 
miserable. I wasn't having fun. Mm. Um, but through that, you know, I learned a lot. And at the same time, more opportunities presented themselves. And, and I was able to seize those those moments because of the things that I went through. And so you going back to, to that, that question of like, how did I choose my path? It was yeah. really just doing a lot of research uh, mm. and seeing what people have done before me. And I think that's part of the grit you were talking about. Mm-hmm. To go through those experiences, you've developed grit. And with each obstacle and each way that you had to earn, it's kind of like the art of the hustle. You have to hustle and develop that grit and the mentality through these experiences. If mm-hmm. it was just handed to you, then it would be easy. You wouldn't have to, anytime you face an obstacle, you wouldn't have to bear down and really problem solve. Hey, how do I accomplish or how do I follow someone else's blueprint but make it my own? And that's exactly. what you did. Yeah. yeah, and you'll never find your own until you actually do it. And, <laughs> yeah. and you know, you know, they say imitation is the best form of flattery. Mm-hmm. Um, even even as a musician, it took me years to figure out. Wait, who am I? Who who? Mm. What is the the David Choi sound? What what does David Choi sound like? I was always like, oh, I kind of want to sound like this artist or this artist. Or people would kind of label me as, oh, hey, he sounds like this artist, which mm. is what people do in general. But for me, I didn't realize what my sound was until like years after I was doing music. Mm. Um, but yeah, going back to your thing about grit, I think the grit also, if you kind of deconstruct that, it always comes from somewhere. Mm-hmm. And it comes from this urge or feeling to either prove yourself, prove to yourself or prove to someone else mm-hmm. or, you know, that grit always comes from somewhere or it could be yeah. a chip on your shoulder, right? Like I think people who are driven by something. I mean, you can also be driven by a bigger purpose too, right? Yes. Those, like all of those things are very valid and, and those are things that cause you to have grit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, it was just proving that as an Asian American, mm. I could do music. It's why are there only two people? Like I could yeah. be one of those. I could be the third person, mm. right? Like that's kind of how I was thinking because prior to that, I didn't really have any reason to prove anything because i was just a kid i was having playing video games all day long like (laughs) counter-strike and starcraft and i just wanted i wish twitch existed back then because i I know dude you probably probably be a big i would have been a streamer (laughs) i would have been a streamer for sure (laughs) but i think i just wanted to kind of prove to myself prove to my parents prove to Mm. the world that hey an asian american kid who has a passion can actually turn this into something that's that's a job that's meaningful right Never did I expect my music to impact people. Oh. That was never my goal. And I think if I ha- if I started with that goal, I don't know if I would have ever, honestly, to be honest, like, I don't know if I would have gone through what I went through but uh, and experienced all those great opportunities that, that I had in life. But I think it started from there, actually. Mm. And, and sometimes I think if people have a hard time finding that grit, mm. you just have to basically trick yourself or convince yourself mm. and, and create a better sort of um, vision for yourself or purpose, yeah. right? So if your purpose in doing a podcast is, hey, I just, I'm just kind of just trying to do it for fun, whatever, right? And see what happens. Like that, that's okay. But to kind of stretch that potential, if you said something like, hey, I'm trying to, I want to create a podcast that impacts a million people in this world, mm. at least mm. a million people. That sort of vision, it changes the direction and the 
the work ethic that's required to get to that point, yeah. right? And I think that's the uncomfortable part that we have to set for ourselves in order to achieve great things. Mm-hmm. It's when one limits themselves to something that's really small, then that's the furthest that you'll ever get because mentally that's kind of where your mind's at, right? Mm-hmm. Even telling people, like for example, I know people who wanted to quit smoking or drinking. Yeah. Instead of just saying it to themselves, they say it to the world. They, they announce it mm-hmm. because they know now there's accountability. Yes. Now there's pressure. You're like, now I actually have to deliver on this. Mm-hmm. And even if you don't, it doesn't matter because you still did it. And that's, it's like a, it's a rubber band that you stretch out and the further you can stretch it out, the further it goes. And I think people do that with stretching, right? Like yeah. the, if you keep stretching, you can stretch even longer and, and farther. And mm-hmm. um, it's kind of like that. Well, for you, since we're talking about really challenging yourself, why didn't you have a struggle with failure? Because that's the reason why people don't set high standards for themselves, because they're afraid of failure. That's the one reason. The fear of failure holds, I would say, 90% of people back, that they are scared to say, okay, I don't, I'm, I'm scared to set the standard of, I want to reach a million people with my podcast, mm-hmm. because... I don't believe in myself. I, how do I impact a million people? That, and the same goes for you. How yeah. did you go from, okay, you looked up two artists, uh, Asian American artists on Yahoo at the time to think you can be the third. Where did that belief come from? I think it comes from the fact that, you know, as you said, it's a muscle, right? Mm-hmm. And I think throughout my life, I probably, I haven't really deconstructed this and really like tried to figure out where it came from, but that's that's what we're here for, David. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> uh, no, let's do it. Let's un- unpack it. Like the first thing that I can think of is I went to the Boys and Girls Club when I was a kid, mm. and once in a while we, we'd go on field trips to like Disneyland or Knott's Berry Farm. And I remember as a kid, I was <laughs> deathly afraid of like roller coasters that went upside down. <laughs> and I think a lot of kids go through that, right? It's yeah. like you look at it and it's loud and people are screaming and you're like, Oh my gosh, like this is so nerve wracking. What if it breaks? Like, what if I die? You think of all these things as a kid. Mm -hmm. And I remember the first time I went on a roller coaster that went upside down. Mm -hmm. I think it was called Montezuma's revenge. Oh Um, yes. I remember that. I think it was at Knott's Berry farm. Yeah. And it just had one loop. And I remember (laughs) just being super scared, but I still went on it. And when it went, when we went around that loop, I just remember my head just like going down because of the force and then holding on really tight to the, the handlebars or whatever. And then it loops back around like backwards and then you, you go back to the, the first spot. Mm-hmm. And I remember after that, I was like, you know what? That wasn't that bad. Yeah. I think that's life like it, yeah. there's it's a series of these types of moments mm. and the worst thing that can happen from failure like i think about that all the time actually mm-hmm. like what is the absolute worst that can happen if it's not going to kill you yeah then it's not that bad yeah and most of the time when it comes to judgment from other people it's really not that bad people don't really judge you as harsh as you kind yeah. of imagine it to be yeah and so being comfortable with failure mm-hmm. is something that, like you said, it's an exor- it's a, it's a muscle you that you have to exercise. And I think the more you do it, the better life becomes a lot better 
and more comfortable. I also was a wrestler in high school. Oh, yes. I, th- I think that played a huge part, actually, because when I look at some of the top YouTubers, which was really interesting, like even Smosh, Ryan yeah. Higa, mm-hmm. uh, who else? Like, there was a good amount that mm-hmm. I've, I've come across. Um, even like Jake and Logan Paul. I know yes. they're yeah. really big or whatever, but they were all wrestlers. Mm-hmm. And what wrestling taught me was it's really a when, when you're in a match with someone else, you're exactly the same weight class. You know, at, at the end of the day, it be, it, it's a battle of who who was smarter, who was faster, mm-hmm. and who trained harder, like who, mm-hmm. who was better, right? Yeah. And I think that's kind of something that I gained from, from wrestling. It's really a battle with yourself and, yes. and, and disciplining uh, mm-hmm. yourself. And so I think it's a series of, like, these little moments in life really – help to solidify that part of me i'd be lying if i said i i still don't if if i'm like you know invincible when it comes to fear and and pain and all those things but i think my outlook on it is is definitely different you know i just know it's a part of life and that's the only way to grow as a person and it's not really that bad if you fail yeah you you had some really good examples starting from your childhood in the roller coaster thing and as you were you're elaborating it's all these little moments that added up for you to even, let's say, get to the point where in high school you wrestled because you had you went through those experiences as a kid to get over. Hey, you know what? Going on a roller coaster, it's not that big of a deal. I, I survived mm-hmm. to challenge yourself. And then when you get to the point of, let's say, wrestling and you said there was a common theme in a lot of these creators where they can step out and challenge themselves. And wrestling is one of those things. If you played any sport wrestling in particular you're by there you're there by yourself when you're competing you have a coach there there to support you You have a team but when you're competing you're by yourself Mm -hmm. there's a level of preparation in terms of physical that you have to train but beyond that it's all mental Mm -hmm. it's it's a mental like the for example the the is it the paul brothers um yeah they for them and i know they're very controversial but for them to even step in the ring and challenge themselves on a huge stage that's them training their muscle as a creator and stepping out and creating and going doing it, quote unquote, on their al- alone, and that's the muscle that they've they've trained. You know, you can you can knock them for whatever how they promote themselves, but that you have to give them credit as you are saying is you've trained your muscle, you were able to step on that mat and have to problem solve in those moments, and it was a it's a mental and physical problem solving that you're doing, which ties into your the beginning of your music career. Um, with YouTube, you were able to step out and create a video, dude, that touched millions of people's lives. It's incredible. It really is. I don't know how else to put it. <laughs> yeah, and I was a very, very shy kid in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, extremely shy. Shyer than your average shy kid. I and See, I can't. It's hard for me to even believe that. I know. I know. It's hard for a lot of people to mm-hmm. believe that. But I didn't want to be like that. I didn't want to mm-hmm. stay that way because I didn't think it would be good for the rest of my life to there's nothing wrong with being shy by the way but yeah. for me I didn't I wasn't happy with that person I was I feel like I was missing out on the life of an extroverted person and I'm mm-hmm. still an introvert but I can turn on my extrovertedness for sure I remember seeing extroverted kids and mm. seeing how happy they always were <laughs> you know like and, and I mean if I look back on it now the, maybe they weren't happy that's why <laughs> like they're just trying to get attention yeah. but or they weren't getting it at home or whatever but mm-hmm. like for me, I, I thought like, you know, they seem to be having a good time and they have friends and, you know, they're smiling a lot and they're able to talk to people and they look confident. 
And I was like, you know, I want to be like that. Yeah. So what do I need to do to get there? And so that's when I would, I would like research and stuff like how do people talk to each other or mm. just really working on myself. There, yeah. there's, there's that part of you that I've gone to know. And here's an example. I remember distinctly when we did the Chick-fil-A camp out, which is a thing where you, I think you line up for Chick-fil-A and then you can get Chick-fil-A for a whole year. But you have to camp out for a whole day. It's 24 hours. And we did that together yeah. with um, one of our friends, Eric, and I think Kristen showed up. Mm-hmm. And during that time, I don't know if you remember this, but you were talking about Facebook ads. And as a musician, obviously, you were, you were very nuanced in that because you are your own entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. You're your own businessman. You're your own business. And you were dropping a lot of knowledge. And that comes down to you did your research. And that kind of bridges me to what I want to talk about you being your own boss starting at a very young age i mean you got into music really young and then you established your youtube channel and you had to manage your own career navigate it through the music industry being an independent artist how did you freaking do it dude it's like a lot man i mean you had to there's so many things that you have to touch right you know it's i know it sounds scary but i i honestly believe anyone can do it i mean i i could say that it's I could build for it or whatever, but it's not really that. I, I really truly believe that everyone can do it and everyone should try, yeah. right? I think I think even starting this podcast is, is huge. It's a huge step forward. And mm-hmm. even from doing that, I'm pretty sure what naturally happens in doing this sort of project is like all the, the afterthoughts that come from that, all yeah. the after, like the ideas yeah. or the strategies like it just will naturally flow in people in general are built for this like yeah. for being you know the word entrepreneurial it just sounds so like fancy but that's like what people did back in the day during caveman days too like you know you you have like your business right and so yeah i i, I think really everyone can do it you're touching on it's in your dna <laughs> whether you want to access or not that's up to you and to access it takes research, time, effort, dedication, all those things that a lot of people, whether you have a fear of or you have to really understand what kind of work you need to put in to achieve your goals, but it's in your DNA. There's, I think some people look at you, David, and they're like, well, you're, you're a musician. You're just so ta- you're naturally talented. Like not everyone has your voice, but as you said, you were a shy kid before. No one, who would have thought that? Like people that know you now or pe- people that don't know you that personally and see you singing and you on stage with thousands of people listening to you, they would never think that. And it, that, that's just saying it, it was within you, <laughs> even though at the time it wasn't when you were a kid. And that's, that's the thing where I think that's what you're trying to say. It's the yeah. entrepreneur spirit, the creativity. And that's the message that you, every time like, you know, I see you tweet something or I see you, do an Instagram story or I talk to you in person, you, you ooze that kind of vibe or that essence where you're like, mm. dude, you can do it, man. Once you start it, the creativity will flow. And yeah, I'm not any smarter than anyone else. Like I, I know that for a fact. Mm. I know you're, you're way smarter than I am. No, Jack. Um, but no, you know, it, I'm like, <laughs> I'm just thinking if someone like me can do, do this, I, I know for a fact, like most people can do it. It's really about the grit, right? And mm-hmm. just training yourself. Like, what? Why do you want to do this? Give yourself a good reason. If you're not doing it for, you know, yourself, do it for your family. Yes. Do it for your your parents. Do it for do it for someone else. Do it for the world. Do it mm-hmm. for your 
you know, the kids on the street, like whoever, whatever is meaningful to you, leverage that feeling and use that to help propel you into whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes people don't, they don't care to do it for themselves because they, they're happy with themselves and, and yeah. where they're at and comfortable. Yes, comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's okay. Like, but I personally feel like anytime I get to that comfortable stage, it leads to discomfort and mm. kind of depression. I always need that, like a little bit of a push. Oh, I got to get to this next thing, right, in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, as as you get older, right, like you yeah. you want to move on and, and do the next thing that you're supposed to kind of be doing. Uh, otherwise, it, it, there's no. I mean, we're we're creatures that uh, evolve, right? Everything evolves over yeah. time. Anything that's living and breathing, it evolves. It has a different season for a different thing, and I think it, we have to kind of all experience that. Um, too much comfort it just sucks the life uh, out of you yeah I I think when you're talking about progression and looking at your progression of you as a person but you also your career I think a lot of people wouldn't expect hey you know what David Choi is gonna create an app (laughs) Mm -hmm. you're a musician so it's not like a direct line and creating an app is very 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 difficult (laughs) anybody in that space knows number one the competition is very fierce and also ideas are a dime a dozen the execution is what you're talking about Mm -hmm. and execution is very difficult to do you have to as you said have you have to do your research and you also have to surround yourself with the right people and have the right vision which leads me to one of the questions i wanted to ask you is for you internally you said there was a in the beginning in your life you wanted to kind of prove something to yourself but now, mm-hmm. what's the motivation for you to continue on this path and, yeah, create an app, completely pivot to something else? Yeah, I mean, uh, for me, the the, the pivot is, it, it's not, at least in my mind, it's not that drastic because mm-hmm. it's still in the creator space mm. and it's still in social media. And so for me, the, the big vision and the purpose and the mission here is really you know, it's, it's personal for me because I was, as I mentioned, like one of the first people on YouTube and I was very fortunate, you know, I'm I'm not any more talented than so many people that are talented out there. I just happened to, to be lucky with the timing on YouTube and I just worked hard. Right. Yeah. And so the company that we're building taco, mm-hmm. um, I mean the, the parent company actually is it's, it's called content creators, Inc. And so that's actually our company name. Mm-hmm. Um, Taco is just the app that we're building. But mm-hmm. it, it came from the fact that, you know, I was a, a creator on YouTube and I was one of the first YouTubers to be a part of the partner program yeah. where that's how you make money, right? When people mm-hmm. watch a YouTube video, you see an ad pop up, I would get a piece of that ad. And that was a great thing for me. And it was great that YouTube did that and made that decision to share uh, revenue with creators because I was able to take that money and put it back into my career, mm-hmm. which enabled me to travel around the world playing music for a living for the next however many years, right? And that was because YouTube made that decision. During that time, I was talking to all the other platforms that are out there. I would always ask them, hey, when are you guys going to start kind of doing what YouTube's doing where you compensate the creators on your platform? Because creators make up generally like 1% 1 or less of the entire user base uh, of all these platforms that they create all the content for the 99% to con- consume. Yep. And so they would always come back to me saying, Hey, we're working on it. It's coming soon. It's coming soon. Well, you fast forward 10 plus years later, 
there's still not much for them to show for. It's mm-hmm. still very disappointing with the amount of effort that they put in, which they could have easily put in years ago. And so you can kind of understand that the, the mission is, is not really in, in alignment with taking care of the creator community. Yeah. And so out of that frustration and also just kind of being burnt out on YouTube for, for just being a content creator, I mean, it, it takes a toll on you because yeah. especially for that long, uh, it was tough. But that's what led me to pursue and, and co-found this company called Taco. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that's the main reason I, I, it came out of a frustration that I didn't trust these big tech companies to really have their priorities straight. Mm-hmm. And understand that it's the creators that make your platform what it is, not everything else, not the business, you know? Yeah. And so that, that's kind of what, what Taco's about. We want to help creative people build businesses kind of around the, the short form video format. I think so. the important thing that I've realized through why you want to do this is because I know you personally and I've talked to you. You understand creators. You and your co-founders want to create this company and also this platform, Taco App, to solve an issue of real frustration that you've had personally. So it's a personal jigsaw puzzle that you're trying to solve for other content creators. When you have a deep motivation like that, success is not, it is part of it, but you're going to always continue that path. It's like a progression that's deeply personal to you and nothing's going to stop you because you're trying to help something. As you were saying earlier, it's something, it's something bigger than yourself now. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's, it's a huge undertaking. You know, I, I wouldn't say that like we're even com- competing with some of the other big platforms because mm-hmm. I think we're a bit different mm-hmm. um, and we're trying to just do different things. But ultimately, you know, if, if these big platforms, they end up helping a bunch of creators, mm-hmm. then I'm completely happy with that because I think that's the way the world should look. It just doesn't right now. And I know it's a huge undertaking. I know it's hard. It, it is hard. Uh, but definitely the, the, the heart is there for sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we're just... You're grinding. <laughs> we're, we're grinding it out. Yeah, it's, 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 it's hard. Um, it's a lot of work. But we just want to play our part in, in making sure that we can at least... The, where the conversation changes, where it's no longer uh, about just the platforms, but hey let's focus on the people who are making the platform what it is yeah. actually yeah. Uh, that's that's what we should be talking about i think one of the biggest things that i respect about you is intrinsically you care about the bigger picture you're creating something to help creators and also bring people t- to highlight the creators that care for the creators to get paid fairly but also beyond that it's not doesn't have to be through you you know mm-hmm. through what you create as long as the people that you want to help are getting what they want, whether that's from the users or from the creator side to be compensated. Because you know that journey, man. Like, you know that journey through YouTube that it's not easy. A platform can switch it up on you and you, it can affect your business right away. It's out of mm-hmm. your control. You can control certain factors, but when somebody wants to change up the algorithm or someone wants to change up how ads, how they pay you out, yeah, that's just in an instant, your business is affected. And I think that's the, the novel part of what you're trying to do is... At the end of the day, you just want to help people. <laughs> at this yeah, time. yeah, and and I know I know even through that the idea of trying to help people, there's gonna be some issues that pop mm-hmm. up as there always are with any tech company. But mm-hmm. I think it's really just the approach that we're gonna take that will be hopefully refreshing and different and more productive just for the industry. So, 
Well, as we wind down on this episode, my question is, how are you holding up doing all this? It's a, it's a lot, bro. <laughs> you know, I, I have a, I have pretty thick skin. Mm-hmm. Um, I think sometimes I don't know that I'm stressed. Yeah. Uh, it's probably the Asian in me, mm-hmm. um, the work hard Asian work, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> the work ethic. But I would say that, uh, you know, these days I've kind of been trying to f- find pockets of time where I can just spend some time alone. You know, this past weekend, I was able to just go out and just eat by myself uh, yeah. at a restaurant, which was really nice and really health- healthy for me, uh, mentally healthy for me to do. And so it's just about managing all of those things as life progresses and just really having that balance, right? Like seeking that balance. I know right now it's it's hard for me to have a work-life balance. It's more more work. But I think, like I said, it, it, everybody has seasons, right? Like you look at trees. Trees have seasons. They have leaves and they fall off and, you know, they struggle to make it through the winter sometimes. And then yeah. it's, when spring comes, it, it you know, they blossom. So yeah. um, I think humans also kind of have these different seasons that you have to go through. And um, that's it just makes you better. To tie it all together, it's the grit, embracing the grind, and accepting the seasons. At the end of the day, it's okay to get on that roller coaster. You're going to survive it. It's like you're going to get through winter. The tree's going to get through winter. You know, it's going to bloom mm-hmm. in the it's not going to bloom in the blooming in the summer uh, in the spring, sorry. And then you'll start thriving in the summer. So, just to be able to understand that for yourself, no matter what, you're going to have inner strength. Just that it's going to be there. Yeah. If you just believe in it. Because we all yeah. have it. <laughs> Yeah, we we made it through civilization. Yeah, man, um, it's evolution, and, dude. It's in our yeah. DNA, dude. Look at exactly. look at what we've created. You know. Yeah, I know. Sometimes society looks like it's taking a step back, but it's actually not. It really mm-hmm. is not. It's everything is a progression. It just now that we have more voices in in this atmosphere, more voices on social media, which is a good thing, and it feels like there's a lot of conflict, but it's actually us continually to problem solve, continue to be able to understand another person's voice, and that's in a process in itself. And that's accepting kind of the grit of it, you know? Yeah. And yeah, David, thank you for joining me on this podcast, man. It, it's, an, it's honestly a huge honor for me that you made time out. You probably wanted to eat right now and spend time alone, but you, 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 you carved out this time for me. No, I, ate, I already ate lunch. <laughs> yeah, it's like 3, 3 p.m. right now. Yeah. So yeah, if you want to find David, it's, you know, David Choi Music, whether it's on Instagram or Twitter, whatever platform, YouTube. You know, and Taco App. Taco App is on Instagram. T-A-K-K-O-A-P-P. So please find David and please download the app. I have an Android, but I am going to change to iPhone soon and I will download the app and be on it. There you go. All right. Thanks, David. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. Well, well, I hope this episode finds you well. And thank you for joining and listening to another episode of Right in the Fields. I'll link all the stuff that we talked about, the socials, on the bottom of the description. Take care and catch you guys up next week.